Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're here listening to the Church on the Rock Leadership Podcast. My name is Heath Watts and I have the honor and privilege of serving this church as a lead pastor. Here at Church on the Rock, we are passionate about leadership growth and we are blessed with an amazing team of leaders. Each week our staff comes together and one of those leaders brings an encouraging word on biblical leadership. We believe and pray that this podcast will help you grow in your leadership journey. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, stay connected, and know when new episodes drop. Thanks for being a part of this. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, My name is Dawn Brown, and I'm the missions pastor at Church on the Rock. Uh, I will just give a caveat right up front. I have had a cold. Some of you that know me know I don't sound like this all the time. And I have a cough, so if I start coughing, we're just going to go beyond that. Okay, Um, so tell me, is there anybody in here besides me that likes Hallmark movies? Oh, yay! I love it. I love it. I have some people. You know, I have found that either you really love them or you really hate them. And in our house, both extremes are represented. My husband and I kind of have a beloved enemy relationship when it comes to the Hallmark movies. I mean, he's like, they're all the same. And I was like, no, they are not. But you know what? I will concede this. There are common themes that happen (laughs) over and over again. You know, one of those, though, is you have the uh, really successful, busy, career-minded person, and uh, then they become disillusioned with his or her life, and they find that a simpler life and a shift in priorities just brings them so much more joy and happiness, and you find love there. So, um, they are all different. They are all different. You know, uh, years ago, I went to a worship conference, um, and this lady was sharing uh, that we should actually pay attention to the, what the world is saying through their media and their music, because oftentimes it is a heart cry of intercession for their deepest needs. And I was like, oh, maybe we should pay attention to that. And I think Hallmark represents a piece of that. Um, I think we can all identify with the struggle of being too busy, especially those of us in ministry. There's a constant pull to be doing and busy and people needing things. Um, The beautiful thing is our God has actually provided something for this heart cry to be met. And, and I think even more than that, he has placed it within us. And he meets it through this thing called Sabbath. Um, I know you're familiar with that term, but I just want to share a little bit of a journey I've had for the last few months. The Lord has been messing with me, which is always delightful and painful at the same time, you know? Um, I have a, a, one of the young women that I mentor said, hey, this year, would you read through the Bible with me? 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be great. And we can just unpack that through the year. I was like, this is fun. Okay. I said, how do you want to do that? And she introduced me, here's a shameless plug, to um, on the Bible app, there is a reading plan called the Bible Recap. I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. It's a chronological um, reading of the Bible, front to back, I mean, all the way from the beginning to the end. And they also, it's by Tara Lee Cobble, and she does a podcast every day. It's like six to eight minutes where she does a little bit of commentary or dive deeper. There's other resources and things. It is really amazing. So I've had so much fun with this. Um, But one of the things that she does, or whoever who put this together, um, every day before you read, there are five prayers that you pray. And two of those... Um, have really just jumped out at me. One being, God, show me something that I've never seen about you today. And the other one was, God, please correct anything that I have misunderstood or any lies that I have believed. And I have just been shocked at how he has answered those prayers. Um, It's been really fun. Uh, But Sabbath is one of those things. And we were reading through Isaiah... Uh, a few months ago, and I was just, you know, doing my reading every day, and I was in Isaiah 56, and it begins like this. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my righteousness be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, behold, I'm a dry tree. For thus the Lord says, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast to my covenant, I will give in my house And within my walls, a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. And I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him and love the name of the Lord and be his servants. Everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring into my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. And that day, something jumped out at me. The Lord was talking to those who feel disenfranchised from his people, those who are foreigners, those who are eunuchs. And he says, you know what? If you'll do like my people and you do these two things, if you follow what I say and you keep my Sabbath, you will have amazing blessing in your life. I'll be real honest, that kind of undid me. And then I went on, still reading on the same day, Isaiah 58. And I think a lot of us are really familiar. I mean, that was a real familiar passage to me, Isaiah 58. Um, It it kind of starts out, um, this is the fast that I choose to loose the chains of injustice and set the oppressed free and feed the hungry and clothe the naked and um, all all this stuff, which was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the 
end of the chapter, like right after that, well, he says, if you do these things, then I'm going to bless your city. I'm going to rebuild and restore. But he ends with this, starting in verse 13 of Isaiah 58. And if you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight and a holy day of the Lord, call it honorable. And if you honor it not going your own way, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you will take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken." So he's saying intimacy with him and inheritance in him actually come out of and flow from keeping his Sabbath. We continued reading and read all through the Old Testament. We got into all the prophets, the minor prophets, finished the major prophets, all those all chronological. And I started to notice this theme. I mean, it's slapping me in the face like every single day. Um, the Lord was really upset with the children of Israel for being idolatrous. They were following other gods. He didn't like that. But he also said, I'm so disappointed because you don't keep my Sabbath. So I am sending you into exile. I was like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It was actually part of the reason he sent them into captivity. So much so, in 2 Chronicles 36.11, it actually says their time in captivity was linked to the number of years that they neglected the Sabbath of the land. Y'all, the Sabbath is important to God. For me, I just have to... I just have to confess to you, for most of my life, I have ignored the Sabbath. I thought I was keeping the Sabbath. I'll say that. Sabbath was equated to, let's go to church on Sunday and take a nap, okay, and then get up and, oh, I need to get ready for Monday, so let's clean house, do homework, uh, go grocery shopping, make all the plans, doing my thing. But when I look at this, I don't think that was his intent for that day. I really think my eyes were blinded. My eyes were blinded by this world, by the busyness that's here, the demand for productivity. My eyes were blinded by my own insecurities and the, having a performance mentality. There were many things that were blinding me, but the Lord is taking those blinders off now. You know, Jesus was often criticized for his uh, conduct on the Sabbath. The Pharisees never liked it very much. He was always healing people, and that just made them so mad. (laughs) But you know what? He was trying to show them that there was something greater and higher in the Sabbath than they understood. He was trying to show them that he's offering something wonderful. He actually says in Mark chapter 2, 27, the Sabbath was made for man 
not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man, being Jesus, is the Lord of the Sabbath. Well, that wasn't new to me. I read that. But unfortunately, my interpretation of the Sabbath was made for man was, then I can do what I want. But I don't think that really lines up with God's heart. Sabbath, or Shabbat, as in Hebrew they would say, or they call it, um, comes actually from a root word which means to cease, to end, or to rest. So if we take that in our little American language here, and we look at that commandment in the Ten Commandments, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, we might say, remember to stop and rest on a day that is set apart. So i just like to propose a few things that I've discovered, just three today. I think there's many, many more about how, why the Sabbath was created for man. First of all, I think God wanted us to, he wanted to remind us that he is sovereign. If we don't trust God's sovereignty, then we won't dare risk a Sabbath. If we don't believe he's good, if we don't believe he's in control, then it's all on us. Sabbath is actually an act of worship to acknowledge that my success, my provision, my relationships, everything I have is dependent on you. So I stop. So you can be God. It's a time Actually, he has provided in the space of our week to set aside for us to just have intimacy with him. That we can meditate on him, love on him, spend time with him. It's to remind us of his sovereignty. But it's also to remind us of our identity. You know, when he gave the Ten Commandments, he gave it to the children of Israel. When they were leaving captivity, they had been slaves for 400 years. Their mindset was a mindset of slavery. So God was giving them some boundaries and guidelines to help them go into a new way of living, to walk as free men and women. And one of those was, you can choose to stop. You're free. No longer are you a slave with somebody telling you, you have to work, you have to do, you have to keep going. No, you're free. You can choose to stop. And so he challenges us to do that. He's reminding us who we are. I, I was in a, a leadership training not long ago. Joe Saxton was teaching, and she challenged us with this. If you can't stop, what is it you're a slave to? Yeah, I know. That was, that was hard. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's to remind us who we are. We're, we're reminded of his sovereignty. We're reminded who we are. And one other thing I just want to present today is the Sabbath is actually a gift to us. It's God's love gift to us. It's a gift of rest, and it's a gift of margin in our lives. God showed us his value for rest in creation on the seventh day he rested. And what did he do? He just stopped to enjoy everything that was good. He loved all the good, and he wanted to just 
enjoy it. That's what he wants for us in Sabbath. He's giving this as a gift to you. I want you to take a day and just enjoy the good that I have given you, the good that's around you. I love this quote from Brad Lomanek. He's an innovator and the leader of the Catalyst Movement, and he wrote in a blog. The blog was Make Time for Margin. Margin is a powerful concept. It creates opportunities. For businesses, margin is one of your top priorities. Margin in business creates profit. Margin in family creates memories. Margin in our personal finances creates generosity. Margin in our friendships creates significance and impact. Margin in our lives overall creates options. Options to pursue dreams, think, pray, relax, meditate, process, grow, and ultimately live life more fully. Perhaps it's best said to live an abundant life. I think we miss out on so much when we don't give our priority to margin and to rest. I believe there's a lot more discoveries uh, to be made about Sabbath. I know many of you keep Sabbath and, and keep it well, but I confess I haven't, and I'm just learning. And it has really um, been fun for me. Uh, each week, I ask the Lord, teach me how to Sabbath with you. I will say this, in ministry, Sunday for me is not my Sabbath day. I worship, and I get to worship, and that's wonderful. But then it's a work day, and you all can relate to that. So my husband and I have set aside Saturday as our Sabbath day, where we really will stop. And it's not easy sometimes, because the world is pulling this way and that way. And y'all, I don't even have, like you have kids and soccer and basketball and all the, the things that you're running back and forth. But you know, I think in the midst, we can, we can learn. The Lord can teach us how to Sabbath well. And I wouldn't dare tell you how to Sabbath. Um, but I challenge you, if you've been like me and you've only partially done it, to not ignore it any longer. As leaders, I think we need to not only be practicing it for ourselves, but we also need to help those who work for us and with us to be able to find space to stop. And we need to be careful not to encroach on that. I really believe that you and your team will be so blessed. You're going to become more productive, more creative, more peaceful as you honor the Sabbath. I now it's so fun. I just look forward every week to this day of stopping. I'm enjoying time with Jesus, long time, which is so fun with my friends and my family, and every once in a while, even a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I just want to pray for you now. Lord, we thank you for your great love for us, that you made us in your image that you have given us a day to rest and to stop. God, help us in that. Help us to grow in that and to grow in our relationship with you. We just honor you and bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to our leadership podcast. 
If this podcast inspires you and helps you grow as a leader, help us and others out by liking, sharing, and subscribing to show your support and never miss an episode. Until next time, thank you for letting us be a part of your leadership journey.